Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. Every week, a new mixtape for you, and you can check it out noon on Sundays. Also, don't forget, we've got the Twitter handle, at the mixtape KRNU. And this week, oh, I'm so excited for this one, Yay! Lauren. <laughs> I'm joined by Lauren Silverman-Durbin, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you like the whole thing. Yes, all three names. All three names. Okay, (laughs) just making sure I got to get it right. And we are talking about gateway musicals. Yes, okay, so I'm such a musical theater nerd, like such a nerd. And so you asked me what what how could we talk about musical theater and there are a million ways but i thought it would be fun to ask other people what got them into musicals like why do they love musicals what was the show that got them mm-hmm. so, so what did you do what was your process so basically it was facebook it was social media mm-hmm. and um because i have like a huge friend group most of my friends are in some way involved with theater um, both from when i lived in california and here and people that are in new york and so i put it out there asked like hey theater nerds what was your gateway show, like your gateway musical drug? Like this show you saw or listened to or whatever, and then you were like, oh my God, what is this? I have to know more about whatever this thing is. And then they get sucked into the vortex that is theater. Yes, exactly. This beautiful, weird vortex. And so uh, as you and I were talking, a lot of people got into musicals through movie musicals. Yes, many of these are movie musicals. So the first one we're going to do is from Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. What is your relationship to Mary Poppins? Well, it was one of the first, I mean, for me and so many other people, it was one of the first musicals I really knew. And what I love about Mary Poppins is it's geared at children, but it's not like cheesy kids music. Mm -hmm. So much of it is legit good music right. and everybody loves Mary Poppins. It was based on a book series Disney uh, came out with the movie in 64 mm-hmm. and they showed it on television all the time mm-hmm. which was probably where a lot of people saw it for the first time. Yeah. It was on like the magical world of Disney. I remember watching it on in the 80s on ABC on Sunday nights like after America's Funniest Home right. Videos they'd always do the magical world of Disney and they'd, they'd show Mary Poppins. And it won a bunch of Academy Awards and like it was a legitimately good musical. Dick Van Dyke's really terrible Cockney accent. Yes. I mean, it's... It's everybody's basis for a bad Cockney accent now, right? It's really Australian. I mean, it really... Just a little, yes. Very Aussie. So uh, what did your your Facebook people say about Mary Poppins? Okay, so I pulled... um, And all of these are people that ended up, like, making careers in theater. So it's a woman named Molly who has been an accompanist and is a brilliant musician her whole life. And she said, I was nine when I saw the movie's debut and my parents let me have the soundtrack and play it over and over on the stereo. I had to learn to be careful not to dance too vigorously or the needle would skip and I'd have to restart my choreography. Uh, I sang along with the voice parts, plunked out the tunes on the piano, reenacted the scenes, and even made costumes for myself. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, what song do you want to do from Mary Poppins? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Duh. Duh. <laughs> the sound of it is something quite atrocious, yeah. but I think you'll enjoy it anyway. Here's Mary Poppins. It's the mixtape Gateway Musicals on 90.3 KRNU. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Cause I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad My father gave me nails a tweak and told me I was bad But then one day I learned a word to say we ain't a nose The, the biggest word you ever heard and this is how we go Oh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious Use his word and all would say there goes a clever gent. When Dukes and Martin Rogers pass the time of day with me, I say me special word and we play off, we off the tea. Woo! Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. 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 
KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape Mary Poppins, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, and then Grease. It is, in fact, the word. So we did Summer Nights, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Everybody knows that song. Also, such a karaoke song. It really is a if karaoke If you've ever song. been to karaoke, somebody will sing it, usually poorly. One of my favorite episodes of Parks and Rec is where uh, Leslie and Councilman Jam sing it, but Councilman Jam requires being Sandra D. That's right. 
<laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, that tracks for sure. He's Grace definitely is, a pink lady. Grease is also interesting because it opened on Broadway before it was a movie, but it was the movie that made it so much more popular. Right. So, Isn't that crazy? Yes. And then, of course, it's the one that every high school and community group and probably one of the most produced musicals ever. Everybody's seen their high school do Grease. Yes, of course. And we were laughing the other day that Grease was made in 1971, but it's about 1959. And mm-hmm. it seems like such a time, like, ooh, it's about the 50s, but they were only 12 years apart. Right. <laughs> it so. would be like if we made a musical about 2007. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Things were so different then. <laughs> so different at Rydell High. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to another musical that people just love. And I think it's the movie version of it that people yes. really love the most about, and that's Annie. Uh-huh. And I mean Because it's Carol Burnett. <laughs> yes, Carol Burnett and Tim Curry and Bernadette Peters. Oh, so it's good. like your gateway Bernadette Peters show. It really is. Uh, but this is another one that, yeah, so many people fell in love with the movie based on, of course, the Little Orphan Annie comic strip, and then there was a show, and then the movie. And um, I think it's one of those every little girl wanted to be Annie. Right. Everybody did it in their living room. And that was so the people that I asked who have made their careers in theater that said this was their gateway musical. Um, Susan said, uh, definitely Annie when I was four. I watched the movie until the tape broke and then my parents had to get me another copy. (laughs) I had everything memorized. And for Christmas that year, my grandma made me all of Annie's dresses so that I could do costume changes. And then I would move the furniture around the room to do set changes Right. So clearly what I was meant to do with my life. <laughs> That's fantastic. This, the idea that every little girl wants to be a girl with short, curly red hair is not, does not actually translate into no, real life. No, But it's so perfect on screen. Yes. You just want to be. And then there was kind of these weird Annie-esque sort of reboots like a Curly Sue. There were all kind of movies right. that, that teased at this same thread of yeah, Annie. Yeah, absolutely. There's the, the little short curly red hair uh-huh. the being an orphan like nobody actually wants these things no that's actually a terrible it's thing a terrible that you don't thing. want for your life not that being a redhead is a terrible thing but you know what i'm saying <laughs> most little girls don't just dream they definitely of have souls super of course <laughs> They're wonderful people but it, none, nothing about this story is actually what you would want for your life and yet we all see ourselves right in annie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so from annie we thought you have to do hard knock life you have to Jay-Z thought so. Jay-Z did think so. (laughs) So, right, let's do it. It's Hard Knock Life from Annie on 90.3 KRNU, the Gateway Musical Mixtape.
is the little boy at play I don't remember growing older When did they? When did she get to be a beauty? When did he grow to be so tall? Wasn't it yesterday when they were90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. Every Sunday at noon, we have a new mixtape for you, and you can find our Spotify playlist at the mixtape KRNU on our Twitter handle. Please do, because you will love blasting these in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I do. <laughs> and I'm here with Lauren Silverman Durbin, who is talking about gateway musicals and what got people into musicals in her social media sphere. We heard. Uh, Annie, It's a Hard Knock Life, and then Fiddler on the Roof, which is the first musical I was in, Sunrise Sunset. Oh, really? It was. So it's in a way, was it your gateway musical? It was my gateway musical. <laughs> it was very significant to me at the time. Uh, but it's such a, Fiddler is such a beloved musical, but kind of weird. And I mean, heavy. It is very heavy. It's a heavy show, which is what surprised me about how many people were like, man, when I was a kid, I loved watching Fiddler. I did. I loved watching it as a kid. And it's... It's a heavy show. It is a heavy show. And the fact that so many high schools do it, mm-hmm. and you have to have like a patriarch. Tevya is the show. Yes. And he's supposed to be like a 50-year-old man. Right, like a 50-year-old Jewish man just trying to keep his life together. And you're expecting a 17-year-old <laughs> to carry that burden? Which is done to varying degrees of success. Our Tevya was quite good. <laughs> Shout out to Steve Lundy. <laughs> Big ups. But another one that, because of the movie, I think, is where most people saw it for the first time, which says something to accessibility, right? For the most people won't get to go 
to a theater, let alone a Broadway theater, for their first experience. Most people are going to find musicals and find theater through TV and movies and all of those things that come into your house. Well, thinking about kids from, you know, North Dakota or Kearney, Nebraska, trying to, like, speak varying degrees of success in Yiddish. Yiddish, right. It's <laughs> hilarious. And I know that you um, had your own kind of experience in high school of a show that you're like, wait, why? Why are we? What? what? Oh, we did The Wiz <laughs> um, in, in Southern California, which, yes, is very diverse. But my high school is like 60% Hispanic and uh, like 30% white and 10% black. And right. so why didn't we do The Wizard of Oz? Why, now, clear, it was the late 90s. Times were different. <laughs> now, I don't think you would have a mostly white cast of The Wiz. Right. For the obvious reasons. I, it's, it's a little, it's a little. Uh, it's called The Wizard of Oz. But, right? <laughs> if only they'd made a musical. Um, I mean, it's, I love that show. Sure. And I will never again in my life. I was the Tin Man. No. It's the only time I've ever played a role and originated by Nipsey Russell. <laughs> We're not usually the same type. Until you're cast in the reboot of Friday. Right. And then, <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of musicals that sort of challenged um, racial boundaries and, and just challenged what we think of mm-hmm. history as being, let's talk about the big breakout one of Hamilton. I mean, Hamilton changed everything. Yes. People that don't know anything else about theater no Hamilton now. So I looked it up last night. It opened five years ago. You still can't get a ticket in New York for less than $250. That's great. Five years in. It opened in 2015. It's insanity. Um, It really, like, there's never been anything that has blown up like Hamilton. Uh I was having a conversation um, the other day about the, when they, they brought it to the Orpheum in Omaha last year, and it sold season tickets. One show. Yes. Season tickets. Nobody can think of another time when there was a show that people would buy tickets to a season. So like $800 Mm -hmm. because they wanted to see this one show. And yeah, it's great if I can see the other ones or maybe I'll sell those tickets or, but in order to get first access to this one show and it's, it's everywhere. It's, it holds the record for the most Tony nominations. And the thing I thought was super interesting was it kept Alexander Hamilton on the $10 bill. (laughs) Before Hamilton, Manuel Miranda, right? Before Hamilton opened, because they were, because it was the whole movement to put Harriet Tubman mm-hmm. on currency, mm-hmm. and it was going to be Hamilton on the ten dollar bill. But after the musical got so big, they decided to take Andrew Jackson off the twenty dollar bill and put Harriet Tubman on that one because everybody was mad that they were going to take Hamilton off. Yeah, we love Hamilton now. Yeah, not so much Andrew Jackson. Well, you know that's a whole other. Right, he reaps what he sows. All right, <laughs> let's get into it. This is my shot from Hamilton on the mixtape on ninety point three KRNU Gateway Musicals. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I'ma get a scholarship to King's College. I probably shouldn't brag, but dag, I'm amazed and astonished. The problem is a lot, a lot of brains, but no polish. I gotta holler just to be heard with every word. I drop knowledge. I'm a diamond in the rough, a shiny piece of coal. Trying to reach my goal, my power of speech, unimpeachable. Only 19, but my mind is older. These New York City streets get cold. I shoulder every burden, every disadvantage I've learned to manage. I don't have a gun to brandish. I walk these streets famished. The plan is to fan this walk into a flame. But damn, it's getting dark, so let me spell out the name. I am the A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. We are meant to be a colony that runs independently. Meanwhile, Britain keeps its shit on us endlessly. Essentially, they tax us relentlessly. Then King George turns around, runs a spending spree. He ain't never gonna set Descendants free, so there will be a revolution in this century. Enter me, he says in parentheses. Don't be shocked when your history book mentions me. I will lay down my life if it sets us free. Eventually, you'll see my ascendancy. And I am not thrown away my shot. I am not thrown away my shot. And yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry. And I'm not thrown away my shot. I am not thrown away my shot. I am not thrown away my shot. I dream of life without a monarchy. The unrest in France will lead to anarchy. Anarchy, how you say? I use all anarchy. <laughs> when I fight, I make the other side pay. 
panicky with my shit. Yo, I'm a tailor's apprentice, and I got sharp knuckleheads and local parentis. I'm joining the rebellion, cause I know what's my chance to socially advance. Instead of sewing some pants, I'm gon' take shit. And but we'll never be truly free until those in bondage have the same rights as you and me. You and I do or die. Wait till I sally in on a stallion with the first black battalion. Never another shot. Geniuses, lower your voices. You keep out of trouble and you double your choices. I'm with you, but the situation is fraught. You've got to be carefully taught. If you talk, you're gonna get shot. Bird, check what we got. Mr. Lafayette, hard rock like Lancelot. I think your pants look hot. Lawrence, I like you a lot. Let's hatch a plot blacker than the kettle calling the pot. What are the odds of God you put us all in one spot? Pumping a squad and conventional wisdom like it or not. A bunch of revolutionary manumission abolitionists. Give me a position, show me where the ammunition is. Oh, am I talking too loud? Sometimes I get overexcited. Shoot off at the mouth. I never had a group of friends before. I promise that I'll make y'all proud. Let's get this guy in front of a crowd. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. Everybody sing! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Surely come a second time, one day more. How can I live when we are parted? One day more. And yet with you, my world has started.
the barricade of freedom. Shall I join my brothers when our ranks begin to fall? Do I stay and do I dare? Will you take your place with me? Boys, they will wet themselves One day more. Watch them run amok, catch them as they fall. Never know your luck when there's a free for all. Here, a little dip, there, a little touch. Most of them are gone, so they won't miss much. One day to a new beginning. KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. This week we have a Gateway Musicals mixtape with Lauren Silverman Durbin. Now, Gateway Musicals, we're kind of defining this as Mm -hmm. the musical that people kind of latched onto to take them into like full whole hog I love musical theater right like your gateway drug but the show that hooked you on what is this mm-hmm. and Les Mis qualifies as that for a lot of people a lot of people yes. and when you think about it it really shouldn't like it's based on a French novel from the 1800s yeah 1860s Victor Hugo um, Les Miserables and then it was uh, done first in France 1980 right. in French in French and then it opened in London in 1985, and it's still there. Yeah. It's been running continuously since 1985. <laughs> Only this, it's the second longest running musical in the world. Do you know what the longest is? This I would never have guessed this. No. The off-Broadway production of The Fantastics ran for 42 straight years. Okay. So... <laughs> so Les Mis is closing in on it in London. I have a French bulldog. Okay. <laughs> his name is Dawes. My husband named him, but I got to fill out the paperwork. His full name is Dawes Hugo Jean Valjean. That's wonderful. Because <laughs> my husband wouldn't let me name him anything super frou-frou Frenchy. Right. So I just put it all on his little weird birth certificate. So his, his legal name. Right. His legal name is Dawes Hugo Jean Valjean Richter. <laughs> <laughs> Not Javert. Boo Javert. But he has the best songs. He does have good songs. His heart is stone, but yet it trembles. Um, <laughs> But so as we've been talking about, um, I reached out via social media to ask my theater nerd friends yes. about their gateway musicals. And here some of the pe- several people listed mm-hmm. lame is um, a couple of my favorites. Sam said, I was in the marching band my freshman year of high school and we were doing lame is stuff. And so I went to listen to it. And then I realized that theater was way better than being in marching band. <laughs> and I never went back. <laughs> Sorry, marching band. Right. That was the end of that. Chandra said, I'd never been to anything theater or musical theater that I can think of until at 17, I went on a European tour with the Nebraska Ambassadors of Music and we saw Les Mis in London. I can still feel how awestruck I was. It was like magic and I get excited when I think about it all these years later. That's because Les Mis has everything. Mm -hmm. It's set to the backdrop of the French Revolution. So you've got war and fighting, but you've also got love and passion. You've got kind of the good and evil of Javert and Jean Valjean. You've got all these amazing songs Jan said, uh, 
Les Mis is mine. There were others, but this is the one that took me away because I heard Bring Him Home for the first time when my son was stationed in Saudi Arabia. And so that's just hers forever. And this, Lauren, is why you're on this episode (laughs) of this show. I want to talk about another musical that was very impactful in in my life. So around the same time when I'm loving Les Mis Mm -hmm. and I'm like a high school student and I'm like, ah, viva la resistance. Um... (laughs) I feel like that is the perfect segue into me also loving Rent. Oh, which absolutely. Which is just like the American version of that. Yes. Well, and based on the opera La Boheme. So, I mean, yep. not that far off in source material. No, nope. Puccini, that yeah. whole thing. And then it kind of came from, Rent came from a early 90s workshop in New York City, and they were sort of working it out. And then it debuted on Broadway in, I think, 96. Mm-hmm. And we got to do it in our high school swing choir in uh, 98. And oh, so wow. we thought we were, I mean, really cutting edge stuff oh yeah when it was still on broadway yeah, it was, so that was it was fresh rent also developed the the rent heads were mm. no were the people who because rent was one of the first musicals where you could get 20 dollars rush tickets where they would reserve the first two rows for 20 dollars and they would sell them two hours before the show so it kind of started the people camping out for these mm-hmm. and because they were you know it's about starving artists and all that so they thought these people should be able to come see the show we can't have a show about people struggling to pay the rent, but you have to be rich to come see it. Right, right. And so many shows since then have adopted similar similar tactics, but Rent was the first one where people like camped out and would come from all over the country to try to get those $20 first two rows. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beloved... Adele Dazim, known from Adele Dazim Adele from Your Frozen's Two, Your yes. Frozen's One, um, was also in the movie version of was she on Broadway? She was, in yeah, Rent. she was the original uh, Maureen. And I have a couple of friends who have realized that, like they in high school or in middle school, sang along with Idina Menzel all the time in Rent, and then they have daughters that sing along with Idina yes. Menzel Ooh. in Frozen. Also, um, that's where she that met, married Tay Diggs. I love that journey. I wish they were still For Adele does even. So uh, I have a friend who Rent, she wrote about how Rent kind of changed the trajectory of her life. Mm. She said, the show that had the biggest impact on me, if I had to name just one, would be Rent. I listened to it nonstop in high school. I could sing the entire album without the music. It was one of the first shows I got to go see on Broadway and my first ever trip to New York when I was 17. That show sparked a lifelong interest for me in HIV AIDS and gay rights advocacy and what essentially also led to me becoming a social worker. Aww. So for my friend Katie, that... That show changed, like, literally the trajectory of her life. That's so great. Mm. One song glory, Katie. (laughs) I love that for Katie. All right, Seasons of Love from Rent. It's the mixtape, Gateway Musicals, on 90.3 KRNU. 525,600 minutes. 525,000 long and so deep. 
Elphaba, why couldn't you have stayed calm for once instead of flying off the handle? I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy now. I hope you're happy how you hurt your cause forever. I hope you think you're clever. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy too. I hope you're proud how you would grovel in submission to feed your own ambition. So though I can't imagine how, I hope you're happy right now. Elfie, listen to me. Just say you're sorry. You can still be with the wizard What you've worked and waited for You can have all you ever wanted I know But I don't want it No I can't want it within me something is not the same I'm through with playing by the rules of someone else's game too late for second guessing too late to go back to sleep it's time to trust my instincts close my eyes Someone says they're so Some things I cannot change But till I try I'll never know Too long I've been afraid of Losing love I guess I've lost Well if that's love It comes at much too high a cost I'm sooner by defying gravity Kiss me Come with me. Think of what we could do together. Unlimited. Together we're unlimited. Together we'll be the greatest team there's ever been. Glenda dreams the way we plan them. If we work in tandem, there's no fight we Told me later 
90.3 KRNU. Welcome back to the mixtape. This week's mixtape is Gateway Musicals with my guest, Lauren Silverman-Durbin. And we've been talking about all things musicals. And you've been talking about your Facebook friends and what's gotten them into musicals. Well, yeah, because I reached out on social media to ask people, especially people who are lifelong, if not theater lovers, a lot of people that work in theater, what was the one show that kind of sucked you in, your gateway drug? And I re- I didn't even realize when we planned this, we were going to go from Idina Menzel to Idina Menzel. <laughs> You know shows. what? I'm I'm here for it. Uh huh. Because I love Christian Chenoweth too. Ooh. Yeah. She's such a little cutie. Mm-hmm. Did you get to see her at the lead this last time? I did not. She was wonderful. I'm sure she it was. It was like a master class. Um, <laughs> okay, so Wicked opened right. on Broadway in 2003 and kind of carried through all the Wizard of Oz themes, which I think is something else that draws people in because you kind of feel like you already you know this story. Mm-hmm. This is a story that, that you are invested in and already. There's several things like that, like Into the Woods. There's a lot of yeah. musicals like that, or even um, just like plays like that that draw on themes that you kind of already know. I mean look at Joker. It's the exact same right. thing, right? You're just taking a story that everybody knows from a slightly different angle. Right. And how many times has that story been told? Right. So yeah, so Wicked is kind of continuing. It's the backstory. How did how did the Wicked Witch of the West become the Wicked Witch of the West? And it had poppy songs, I think, that appealed to a whole new... The, the people that were 10 years younger than the Rent people. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the next wave Popular. of sucking people in. Yes, one. that's the one my friend Soren mentioned. Popular, wicked, enough said. I was in middle and then high school when I got the cast album, and I listened to it constantly, <laughs> every single day. Popular. <laughs> wicked got so ubiquitous that on Sports Center, I remember they were calling a play. I was my husband was watching. I was kind of sort of paying attention, and he was like, "Wow, he is going to be popular, popular," and moved on with this. With a football call. And that's how you know. You've right. just crossed over into a whole different thing. So based on the book Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West, which is mm-hmm. published in 95, which of course is like riffing off of The Wizard of Oz, which, yeah. which was published in like the 1900. early 1900s. 1900. And then the movie, the original Wizard of Oz, was like 1939, which, which people is don't... crazy. It's a long time ago. And The Wizard of Oz itself is one that several people mentioned as the thing they watched over and over again mm-hmm. that got them into musicals. Now, Wicked it is newer right. in, the, in this larger timeline, but this is new, new. Dear Evan Hansen. And this is the most recent one that kind of exploded onto the scene, post-Hamilton even. And it's also a serious, like a serious heavy show. It deals with the role of social media and teen mental health and teen suicide. And it's the story of a um, kind of isolated teenage boy who adopts a tragedy that isn't his. He kind of inadvertently gets swept up in a tragedy and then reinvents history to put himself into the story because all of a sudden he's getting attention. And Ben Platt was the one who mm-hmm. did this on Broadway and kind of made it famous. And he's in a couple of shows right now. There's a show the on politician, Netflix. Right? The politician on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where um, he's playing a high school kid. A little too old to be playing a high school kid at this point. But yeah, I, yeah, mid to late 20s. It's fine. Right. It happened. We were the 90210 general. We are very used to an adult playing a high school kid. Right. Andrea was older than Mr. Walsh when they started that. It's. I do not love that piece of trivia. <laughs> I feel like it's a little shots fired. It's sorry, fine. Sorry. We're fine here. But dear Evan Hansen, I've seen a lot of my friends who were theater people in high school who now have high school students of their mm-hmm. own obsessed with this. This seems to be the gateway musical for young people right now. Um, A couple of my friends who are teachers, who are theater teachers, said this is the one that their students uh, are really into now because they can see themselves in it. All of a sudden, it's the one that is realistically reflecting some of the issues they're facing. And so it it got huge. And I think there's something to um, the fact that it's about a boy. For so many kids, for so many kids, I think there's a perception that like musical theater is a girl thing. Mm-hmm. But this this musical very specifically is about a teenage boy, and so I think a lot of people saw themselves reflected in it. Plus, yeah. the music is just amazing. Well, let's do "Waving Through a Window." This one is Ben Platt from the original Broadway cast, Dear Evan Hansen, on the mixtape on ninety point three KRNU. I've learned to slam on the brake. Before I even turn the key Before I make the mistake Before I lead with the worst of me Give them no reason to stare No slipping up if you slip away 
So I got nothing to share No, I got nothing to say Step out, step out of the sun If you keep getting burned Step out, step out of the sun Because you've learned Because you've learned On the outside, always looking in Will I ever be more than I've always been? Cause I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass I'm waving through a window I try to speak but nobody can hear So I wait around for an answer to appear While I'm watch, watch, watching people pass I'm waving through a window Can anybody see? Is anybody waving back at me? With stars in our eyes We start believing that we belong But every sun doesn't rise And no one tells you where you went wrong Step out, step out of the sun If you keep getting burned Step out, step out of the sun Because you've learned Because you've learned On the outside Always looking in will I on the glass Waving through a window I try to speak but nobody can hear So I wait around for an answer to appear While I'm watch, watch, watching people pass Waving through a window Can anybody see? Is anybody waving? When you're falling in a forest And there's nobody around do you ever really crash or even make a sound? When you're falling in a forest and there's nobody around Do you ever really crash or even make a sound? When you're falling in a forest and there's nobody around Do you ever really crash or even make a sound? When you're falling in a forest and there's nobody around Do you ever really crash or even make a sound? Did I even make a sound? Did I even make a sound? It's like I never made a sound Did I ever make a sound?
remember when this whole thing began No talk of God, then we called you a man And believe me, my admiration for you hasn't died But every word you say today Gets twisted round some other way And they'll hurt you if they think you lied Nazareth, you're famous son, should have stayed up great unknown Like his father carving wood, he'd have made good Tables, chairs, and open chest would have suited Jesus Less he'd have caused nobody harm, no one alarmed Listen, Jesus, do you care for your race? Can't you see we must keep in our place? We are occupied, have you forgotten how put down we are? I am frightened by the crowds For we are getting much too loud And they'll crush us if we go too far If we go This warning I give Please remember that I want us to live But it's so sad to see our chances Weakening with every hour All your followers are blind Too much heaven on their minds It was beautiful but now it's sour This is all, it's gone sour KRNU, welcome back to the Musical Theater Gateway Mixtape with Lauren Silverman Durbin. We have been talking about all of these wonderful musicals who acted as people's gateway into musical theater. And we just heard Heaven on Their Minds. You chose this. Why? Okay, well, first off, because we had no Andrew Lloyd Webber yet (laughs) on this list. And so many people talk about Phantom and Cats and Evita and all of his big shows that suck people in at various points. I just like Superstar. It's I'm <laughs> It's just it's objectively less weird than Cats. And it's pretty weird. <laughs> it is pretty weird. The other thing that's interesting about So is Phantom. All of them are weird. Uh <laughs> Superstar was the first one that ever started as a concept album before it was ever a show and then a movie. Oh, that's It was released as just the album, and so it built a following before it was even a Broadway show. So the, uh, the concept album of the rock opera was in 1970, then it opened on Broadway in 1971, and then the movie, which most people know, came out in 1973. Um, Murray Head did this song, and I'm pretty sure Murray Head was the guy that recorded One Night in Bangkok from Chess, right? I think you're right. The hot town, somewhere in the Bangkok. city. Bangkok. <laughs> One, One Night in Bangkok. <laughs> One Night in Bangkok makes no sense. It really doesn't. And what a weird song to have been on the radio. It was um, rivaled only by, like, tacos putting on the Ritz. Like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> what's happening to us right now on the radio? What, what a, genre even plays what a, this? What a weird time. And there are so many musicals that I really love. Like, all of my favorites are not on on this list, but I just loved the idea of how do you bring people in to musical theater? Mm -hmm. And I think these really accessible things that were usually on TV or movies are how people, you don't start with Sondheim. Stuff. You start with Grease. Yes, exactly. You start and Mary with Poppins. Annie. You start with Mary Poppins. And Singing then... in the Rain was mentioned a lot of times, too. That's a wonderful one. Mm-hmm. Lauren, thank you so much for being on this episode. It was so fun to talk to you about all this stuff. This and is now nerd fun for me. It is nerd fun for me, too. <laughs> and now I have Murray Head in my head, so... You know, I can. I only have myself to blame for that one. <laughs> Next week, we'll have a new episode. Tune in Sunday at noon. And don't forget to check out the Spotify playlist that Lauren and I made for you. That is at the Mixtape KRNU on Twitter. So you can check that out there. We'll talk to you next week. Interrupting all programs. This is a radio flash from Pirates Satellite. Orbiting your living